Welcome to the Death and Taxes podcast. My name is Brandon Ayers. I'm an estate planning, income tax planning, and elder law attorney serving clients all throughout Chicagoland. I also have a business I own. I'll get to that in a few minutes. This is season two of Death and Taxes after a long pre-Thanksgiving layaway. Part planned, part unplanned, but we're back no matter what. You already have noticed a little bit of difference between Season one's episodes and season two's. No intro music, a little different sounding. What I've been battling is a few things. And let's just get into this episode. First, I have to tell you, although I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer. So any advice I give here is general informational purposes only. It's not for your specific advice. It can't be, since I don't know who you are. Now, this episode is... Um, in danger of being very heavy um, and all over the place. So let's just jump into it. Uh, like I said, I've been off since before Thanksgiving, maybe even Halloween time. I forget exactly when. Part of that was planned, you know, with holidays around, life gets busy. And part of it wasn't planned. Um, and part of that unplanned break was, uh, well, my mom passed away just after Thanksgiving. Very unexpectedly, very suddenly, it was one day, and she was gone. And so, a lot of what I've talked about here in the first season, I got to go through again as a son, losing my second parent at the age of 37. Something not really happy about, to be perfectly honest, but have no control over in the end. Uh, it's very painful. Still working through a lot of the emotions. But that was part of the reason to break. If I'm being honest, though, that's only part of it. That's not the whole reason. I have not been paralyzed. Um, my personality, as you might be able to surmise if you've listened to a few episodes, is pretty, you know, put your head down and work. I get things done, and that's how I grieve and distract myself from grief. Uh, so I got to work a week after she passed. I was back at work. Um, using my skills somewhat as an attorney to administer her estate, sell her house, get my brother and I her assets, making sure we're living up to her legacy now that she's gone. You know, there's a lot I could say about it. But the thing that upsets me most is such a wonderful woman only got 18 months with a grandchild. And that's very painful to me. I have a lot of questions for the world regarding that injustice. But we move on. So the other part of the reason for the my delay is I've been transforming my business a bit. I am an estate planning attorney. I still practice estate planning. Uh, I've also brought my business, what I would say, up to code with what are the really well-established estate planning practices throughout the country kind of atypical for where I'm at in the suburban area of Chicago, but very typical when you get to the coasts or probably into the city of Chicago or into some of the closer suburbs of Chicago. I've established a company called Ayers Rock Planning Inc. And I'm going to say, they're the sponsor of this podcast now. Hey, I got a sponsor. It's my own business. Um, what I do with Ayers Rock Planning Inc. is I help clients 
reduce risk and tax throughout their lives, whether they're business owners or employees. Um, I help kind of do an analysis of their taxes, of the risks that's in their lives, whether it's risk we've talked about, like long-term care, or the risk of dying too young, or other risks. Um, you know, we all know of different risks, risks of losing income to a disability uh, while you're still trying to support a spouse and a child. So I help through that. And that's frankly advice I've been giving as an attorney for a very long time. And now I'm just setting up my way to be able to get paid for that advice, to be frank with you. Attorneys are, are bound by ethical rules, despite what your opinions might be about attorneys. And so I had to be very careful in setting the processes and systems up with these two businesses that I never put clients in a position where they feel obligated to buy a life insurance policy off of me, for example, just because they have an estate plan with me and the opposite. So I've done that. I've set the boundaries. I've created systems and I'm up and running. I'm pretty excited about it, but it's taken time. It's taken a lot of time. And part of the difference in the podcast you're hearing today is because I have less time, I've decided to spend less time on the podcast. I spent in season one probably a good hour or so on each episode editing it, taking out lip smacks and breaths and ums and awkward little transitions. And I'm done with that. I'm still going to do a little bit to make the audio good because that's a real concern of mine. And in fact, I, I got a new microphone. Uh, I'm hoping it reduces echo with more consistency than last season. Last season was kind of hit or miss. Uh, and I take the audio quality pretty seriously. So I don't want to skimp on that. So that's, that's where we are right now. By the way, my contact information, if you want to get a hold of me, you can still do deathandtaxespod at gmail.com. You can also email me at brandon at airsrockplanning.com. Uh, my law firm, if you want to find me through there, is Vanek, Larson, and Kolb. I'm an attorney there. So you can Google Vanek, Larson, and Kolb and my name, Brandon Ayers, and I'm sure my profile will, will pop up. So let's get on with what I want to talk about. And that, probably to no surprise, given what I've already said here today, is, is loss and how to deal with it. You see, there's so many pragmatic things that just need to happen when somebody passes away. That's so important to have all the emotional things in line, the financial things organized, so that the pragmatic does not escalate to a point where it's overwhelming. You know, I've filled out maybe thousands of claim forms for clients at this point in my career. If you consider all financial forms, I'm sure that's true from beneficiary update forms to claim forms to account transfer forms and all those things to use when I'm funding trusts. But it's a little different when you're putting your name and your brother's name and your mom's name and her date of death on the form. It's a little heavier of paper, right? And that chore was exhausting, to be perfectly honest. Even though I had all the muscle memory, while I did not need to learn any new skills to complete it. I knew how to word a Google search to get the financial institution's right form instantly. I knew when a representative on the phone didn't quite ask for the right thing, how to translate that to get them the right thing without extending a call or needing to get to a manager or sending in the wrong form and wasting weeks and months. I knew a reason why the IRS might reject something or accept something when it comes to tax ID number acquisition. But despite all knowing all that, 
I wasn't prepared for the mental exhaustion that those tasks would take. Um, and so my advice here is to really make sure you, you have as much as you can have done for your children, for your surviving spouse, so that anything that's a burdensome, forget the emotional side, any task that might be a burden is minimized as much as possible. My mom had all her banking at one account, and that's frankly been a pain. I'm still calling the bank, trying to get some things closed. She still has automatic debits going out. I can't get them to shut the things off. So frustrating. But uh, alas, I can only call and show up to the bank so many times in my day, right? So I really want to drive home the importance of simplifying your plan for your kids, for your loved ones when they pass away. And then from the kid's perspective, really put yourself in a position knowing that your parents can pass away at any moment. I never imagined that my mom would be gone at this point. Never. I knew she was mortal. But in my estimation, she had 20 years with my son left. I have a picture here on my desk of me as a baby in the hospital. My mom handing me as an infant, newborn, off to my brother, who was about four and a half. And I'm sitting, I'm looking at that picture now, and you know, it's that kind of handoff, right? And there's so much that handoff. There's the emotion. There's the relationship. My brother and I are sure a lot closer. We're never estranged or anything, but we sure are a lot closer now than we were a few months ago. And so much of what my parents built is now handed off. And, it, and it's really precarious. I have to tell you, it's, you feel like as a son who has no parents left on earth, the people who have guided me and molded me for most of my life are gone. And I have an 18-month-old son. So if something happens to me, all of my parents' lessons to me just are vanished, just up in smoke. I had about two years to teach him to my son. So it really kind of puts a, a desperate urgency on things, doesn't it? The need to be careful, the need to make sure that every chance I get to impart a lesson or a characteristic on my son, I take that opportunity and not let it pass by. I need to make sure that I'm providing for my family because, shoot, my dad died at 72, my mom at 67, and I'm 37. So my little selfish time horizon here is a lot shorter than I would like to admit. Maybe I'll exceed it. Shoot, I'll even say probably I'll exceed it. But it's not guaranteed. I could way undershoot it too. So what I try to get at here is, I'm going to use some vulgarity here, is get your shit together, man. Really make sure that emotionally, financially, organizationally, you have everything that you need so that when you have to hand that off, when you're gone all of a sudden, or gone after a real long, hard-fought-out battle with something like dementia, your legacy is secure. Your life lessons are known. Your kids can be proud knowing they're carrying on what you've imparted on them. And that's, that's something that's really, frankly, lit a huge fire under my butt to get started when I need to get started. So that if something happens to me, my son, my wife, they're taken care of. So we're back now. I'm going to try and produce. Last year I produced, I think it was just about 30 episodes. I'm going to aim for that again here this year. I'm going to be a little more honest with myself. I do not have the time just to 
uh, dedicate hours and hours now uh, like I did during COVID. I'm busy. That's a great thing. But uh, I'm going to still try and get one done each week, but I'm going to be honest with when I need breaks. Last year, I tried to push through a little bit or have things up in storage a little bit. It just didn't work. So that's it for today's episode. We'll be back next week. Thank you for hanging in there with me. Be kind to each other. Be good to your neighbors. Hug someone you love. We'll see you next week.